You are listening to The Quest for 100, a discussion on everything you never knew you wanted to know. And now your hosts, Justin and Brian. Welcome back, Questers. We're back on that quest, that quest for 100, Justin. Oh, yeah. As the voice always says, I am Brian, joined as always by my partner in crime, Justin. Hello, hello. How's it going, Justin? It is great. I will say I am a mess right now due to this topic that we have and the prep that I just put, or we put into this, but I, um, I'm i excited to talk about this, and uh, uh, this is a fun food podcast, which we always love to do. Yeah, we teased this last time a little mm-hmm. bit, thought, thought, well, we didn't decide that we were going to do it yet, but mm-hmm. then uh, when push came to shove... The idea of a podcast on peanut butter, oh yeah, was too irresistible. It, it, it was. I I don't know about you guys, but peanut butter is pretty awesome. It's a little obscure in that most of our food topics. I I would say this might be the least excited I am for the actual food element of the food <laughs> podcast. I mean, we've done everything from ice cream to pizza. We did beer, um, a lot of these topics, which are great. Peanut butter is up there, but it also is kind of an addition to something in my opinion. Yeah, you know, the condiment, the idea of the condiments is an interesting topic because there's a lot of history behind the condiments. And, you know, they are used in different ways in different parts of the world. So it's, it's a very interesting topic, I think. Yeah. Well, I I know I'm excited. So, but but before we do that, Brian, what have you been up to since our last conversation? I did absolutely nothing this weekend. Wow, good amazing. for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was amazing. I just, if I could not, if I didn't have to leave my house, I would not have left my house. Hmm. The, those are sometimes the best. My weekend was actually pretty similar to that, um, although I did go into the city not for typical city things uh, i was helping my wife uh babysit so we were babysitting oh. on on saturday night which i haven't done in a long time uh one year old so it was uh, she was super easy so yeah it was uh but that was pretty much it i just kind of hung out and i did research so basically we are boring <laughs> yes we definitely are at least this weekend we were very boring yeah all right well uh we'll jump right into the news then So I have to admit, I was way ahead of schedule on my research and everything for this topic. And then I walked into the room today and said, oh, shoot, <laughs> I don't have anything on my news. Yeah. But here's the good thing. I have the most updated oh, peanut yes. butter news I possibly could Sweet have. Sweet peanut butter. Yeah. And it comes from Hostess. Okay. Hostess Snacks yesterday tweeted... That they are releasing some new Twinkies. Okay. And uh, they've got some new flavors for fall, including pumpkin spice, chocolate with scream filling. I don't really know exactly what that is. I guess it's like scream as in Halloween scream. Sure. And then the newest creation, which they tweeted yesterday, 
peanut butter and pickles. What? Yeah. So their tweet said, only the real ones know about these and the eye emoji. And so nobody really knows if this is actually true or not. But yeah. So this is super odd. I don't know why, but the initial reaction is gross. That's weird. But then my secondary reaction is, is this familiar? Like, not that I've have I had this before, but have I heard of this combination before? And for some reason, it doesn't seem foreign in that way. I don't know why. I don't. I've never heard of anyone who's dipped a pickle in peanut butter. Why that would be a thing? I've had a burger. Oh, I didn't even think about that. We didn't even talk about that. But, but maybe there was a pickle on there with peanut butter. I don't know. That's odd. Yeah. Anyway. Very odd. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, so maybe that's true. Apparently, there is a peanut butter pickle and chip sandwich that's, there's like that's recipes for. Yeah. 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 Maybe that's why. Maybe it was just my research that it jumped out to me. Anywho, my research uh, into the news category took me all the way to the East Coast. Uh, and I'm I'm staying with some weird news, Brian. So... The Massachusetts Environmental Police arrested an East Falmouth man. I don't know where that place is, but um, arrested him on suspicion of coating razor blades in peanut butter to lure and injure animals at Goodwill Park. (laughs) That's terrible. Oh, it is. So the Environmental Police, alongside representatives from uh, Falmouth... Marine and Environmental Services Department arrested Martin B. McGrath. He's a 64-year-old of Happy Hollow Road on Saturday, August 31st for animal cruelty, reckless behavior, and creating a risk of serious bodily injury and injuries injuries to trees. I didn't know that was a thing. According to a press release, um, officers observed Mr. McGrath embed a razor blade in a tree trunk, slather it with peanut butter, and watch from nearby. So, hmm. super weird. It's also odd. I could see someone doing, obviously, squirrels can be a nuisance if, you know, maybe they're getting to the bird seeds in your backyard or something like that. But if you're in a park, why are you putting razor blades in a tree and putting peanut butter on them? Yeah. And I, I, I didn't have this in my analysis or whatnot, but um, I remember them saying that there's kids running around this area animals aside which you know why are they doing this to an- or why is he doing this to animals but there's kids that could easily be you know fall into the tree play tag you know whatever yeah. and get a razor blade with peanut butter on it like i just it's troublesome but yeah people are odd out there and sometimes peanut butter is a part of that odd story <laughs> <laughs> so quite often actually i yes. think yes yeah. all right well uh, we're just moving right along so let's uh, drop some knowledge as we normally do i am the history guy and justin is the stats guy so we'll start with some peanut butter history hey brian yeah before we do that should we we have uh, we usually do this throughout the podcast oh i i figured we'd yeah. cover this real quick so the um we have six different types of butters if you would, that are of the nut variety. 
and you'll have to fill me in on two of these, Brian, but we have some Simply Balanced Almond Butter, some Trader Joe's Creamy Salted Cashew Butter, we have some traditional Skippy Super Chunk, extra crunchy, we have some Nutella Hazelnut Spread, mm-hmm. and then you have two here. The, the Skippy Creamy. And that's the Skippy Creamy. Okay. And then the other one is Earth Balance Natural Peanut Butter and Flax Seed. Oh, there's some flax in there. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So we we will be trying these throughout the podcast, giving you our opinions, our takes as we go along. Um, but uh, I think we start basic, Brian, and, and let's start with some creamy Skippy. Yeah. And then we'll maybe advance to some chunky right, well, as you get into your... Okay, so so we'll try some some of the creamy Skippy right now. The consistency, uh, you know, as you'd expect, is very creamy, you know, nice and smooth. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking... <laughs> we'll get to this, but I'm thinking ahead to our delusional thinking as yeah. I eat this. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a slow, <laughs> difficult... How are we like, going to talk? <laughs> <laughs> we didn't think this through. That's okay. We'll figure it out. Yeah, this is going to be hard. We have to pace our eating, Brian. Uh, we have one to at a alternate, yep, yeah, for sure. Maybe I'll get a couple ahead on you while you're talking, and you can catch up. Um, this will be fun. But uh, creamy, just my initial take, it's fine. Nothing wrong with it. Skippy creamy, just, you know, basic. Yeah. Well, you're basic. So... To kind of shoot down what you originally said about the nut, mm. peanuts are actually not a nut; they're a legume. Okay, okay, sure, sure. They're they're unusual because it actually flowers above ground while the fruits are below ground. Okay, which is makes it a legume, not a nut, because mm. all other nuts are above. Unlike ground. these other nuts that we're looking at here, yeah, the cashews and the the almond. Okay. So the peanut has been around for, you know, over 7,000 years um, and, you know, used a variety of different ways. Very rich history. Originally was a wild, I can't even say nut because it was a wild fruit or Mm -hmm. uh, not fruit, but uh, legume. And it uh, eventually became something that uh, people, you know, began to eat. And the first understanding or, or place that it was believed to be found was in Peru. Okay. Um, so we'll we'll skip way forward just after a basic understanding of, of the you know peanut butter or peanut history to when peanut butter was actually first produced as a uh, commercial because um, obviously I'm assuming people had crushed up peanuts before but you know, there may not have been a record of actual peanut butter as a spread. So Marcellus Gilmore Edison of Montreal, Quebec, Canada, he obtained the first patent for peanut butter from roasted peanuts in 1884. And it was really a consistency like that of butter, lard, or an ointment, which is why he called it peanut butter. Okay. Harvey or John Harvey Kellogg of breakfast cereal fame, he was issued a patent in 1898 
for a process of producing uh, elementary products, and he used boiled peanuts. Basically, he served peanut butter to patients at his Western Health Reform Institute, and this was for people who couldn't chew their food. So he was the, that's where this ailment came from. Okay. So utilizing peanut butter to to anybody who couldn't chew their food was eating a lot of peanut butter. Yeah. At this hospital, uh, it was initially for the wealthy people, and and it was it served at expensive healthcare institutes like Kellogg's Western Health Reform Institute. Doctor Ambrose uh, Strop obtained a patent for the first peanut butter making machine in 1903. Um, and then we move a little bit forward to 1916. And I said this name last time. So George Washington Carver, yep. uh, he was believed to invent, invent peanut butter, but obviously we'd seen peanut butter before 1916. What he did in 1916 was he published a paper on peanuts and it was titled how to grow peanut, uh, how to grow the peanut and 105 ways of preparing it for human consumption. So really, he came up with how people can eat peanuts, mm-hmm. one of those ways being peanut butter. Mm-hmm. But it would, And so he kind of popularized it, but it had been seen for you know, 20, 20 years before that. Okay. He ended up discovering over 300 uses for peanuts which I thought was interesting. I don't know really yeah. how to use peanuts 300 different ways. I think ways, at but. a certain point he's probably like, oh, yeah, you can put it on a shoe. And like, <laughs> I don't know, just like making up random stuff. Yeah. Um, once you get into 300 uses of it, I mean, I I know that there's some interesting uses of peanut butter, but 300 uses? Yeah. And if most of them aren't on food, then I don't know what they're doing doing it with. Uh, and then we get to 1922, Chernus Joseph Rosefield, he invented a process for making smooth peanut butter that kept the oil from separating out. And before this, the peanut butter had been a little bit more, it wasn't chunky, mm-hmm. but it was more of a, I don't know, a gritty texture. Yeah. And and so Rosefield came up with the completely s- smooth, creamy version of huh. peanut butter. I wonder if that was just I'm sure there's more um, science behind it but I wonder if it's just more like yeah you just put it in there for another hour of just churning and eventually you work out the the chunky or yeah, crunchiness of it. Yeah I don't know and, and so his his model or his patent was licensed to Peter Pan which oh, is a okay. peanut butter. I thought you were saying his patent was licensed to Peter Pan like it was a no, uh, tagline. No, I, no, no, I, no, got, no. I got you. In 1928. Yeah. He became creating, uh, began creating his own peanut butter in 1932, which uh, became Skippy. Oh, okay. So, what we're eating today. Yep. Mr. Rosefield, all responsible for Skippy. So he developed a smoother consistency, uh, more creamy, and he was actually the first one to add fragments of peanut butter uh, peanuts back into the creamy to create chunky peanut butter oh. so because they, it oh. it was actually creamy that came first because at before it was a more of a just a consistency thing consistency thing right yeah. so when we have cr- 
chunky today. It's actually more creamy with chunks added back to it. That's a game changer for me. Oh, not a game changer. That is mind blowing. Right. Um, I would have never. I just like. Oh yeah. The but crunchy, now you they, look at it, right? You, yeah. You look at it, and it's like, oh, obviously they didn't just it, like leave some of the chunks in there. Yes. And not, ground them up enough yes that's exactly how i think so you're what you're saying is it actually takes more time and effort to make crunchy than it does creamy correct because you're going you're creating creamy adding the do you feel like that's fake or cheated yeah 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 Yeah, that's kind of how i feel now yeah that's a little weird okay go on uh in 1955 procter and gamble created jif Mm -hmm. uh, another very popular brand not GIF. Yeah. GIF. J-I-F. It's uh, actually sweeter than other brands because of the use of sugar and molasses in oh. theirs. Okay. I, yeah. You don't have any to try. I wish. I, I have some at home, <laughs> and I meant to bring it, and that's how unprepared I was for we, today. We don't – oh, well, maybe you just answered this. Um, we, we don't have this in our debates, but do you have a preferred – brand is it is it jif i t- think i typically prefer or i i buy jif so that's that's fine i don't know if i have a preference but we buy skippy yeah so it's just it i don't know that like we should have done a taste test yeah and maybe i will go home and because i have both brands yeah. at home i actually have both oh. sitting in my pantry okay yeah and i don't know why about the skippy versus jif yeah. it's just like and that you have two happened. pieces two peanut butters and two different brands were they both opened well so I, yeah i i do a lot of cooking with uh peanut butter okay or baking okay oh, okay all right that's yeah. a little different yeah. They- <laughs> yeah, okay. anyways so um yeah so so jif is sweeter and some kind of weird facts for you january 24th national peanut butter day Okay. And U.S. food regulations uh, state that anything labeled with peanut butter must contain 90% peanuts. Correct. They cannot contain artificial sweeteners, chemical preservatives, or coloring at all. Uh, About 540 peanuts are needed to make up a 12-ounce jar of peanut butter. It actually takes fewer than five gallons of water to produce one ounce of peanuts like to grow them Mm -hmm. if you compare that to almonds you need almost 80 gallons of water to produce one ounce of almonds wow yeah that's that's pretty significant yeah can you name the two peanut farmers that were elected presidents of the united states i know one it's jimmy carter yep the peanut farmer yep and I'm just going to take a wild guess and say Grover Cleveland. Thomas Jefferson. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Alan Shepard brought peanut butter with him to the moon. Cool. It uh, takes the Girl Scouts, which we've talked about before, mm-hmm. takes uh, 230 pound, 230,000 pounds of peanut butter per week to make all of the dosey dos and the tagalongs that they make throughout the year, yeah, which we did find out are not made by uh, little girls in the Girl Scouts. They are made <laughs> by a company. Uh, yeah. What was it, Keebler or something like that? Or they make no ABC Bakeries. ABC Bakeries. That's and right. Okay. There's two ba- bakeries, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, 
And the peanut butter cup was invented by Harry Burnett Reese's in 1928. Wait, say that one more time. The, the peanut butter what? Peanut butter cup. Oh, okay. Was invented by Harry Burnett Reese's, Reese's oh, cup. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, 1928. Well, uh, you, have you tried any more? Uh, I've done three now. Uh, my quick takes as you can dig into them. Um, so I did the Skippy Super Chunk. And I did the organic fl- with flaxseed. Uh, my take is I don't like the organic with flaxseed. Uh, you can, if you didn't tell me there was flaxseed in there, maybe I wouldn't have been thinking about it. But now that you did, I, I'm getting a weird flavor it's from an it. aftertaste. Yes. Yeah, that, yeah, that kind of after note. Initially, it doesn't taste any different, and then it's yeah. kind of some after notes that not good. Yeah. So the Skippy Super Chunk is your basic chunky um my i wanted to make a comment but you were mid talking my mistake and i want you to try this with one of these i we were talking about the peanut butter and getting that stuck on the top of our the roofs of our mouths uh i tried eating it upside down and it totally destroyed the flavor for me like that is that is my go-to and it just it was weird it be this isn't a foreign concept try it out but um if you try, like, your taste buds are different whether they're on your tongue or your um, roof of the mouth and how they interact with, you yeah. know. So I was a little disappointed, actually, with that. And if I would have done it the regular way, I think it would have been a better experience. Anyway, uh, you can start to dig into some of these uh, fun, uh, half fun. The nuts, the uh, actual nuts. Yes, the actual nut butters. So as I get into some of these stats, so the... Peanut butter is consumed in about 89% of U.S. households. The world's largest peanut butter factory is... Oh, which one did you just eat? The cashew? Yeah. Okay. I'll, your face is telling me it's uh, not preferred? No. Okay. That's fair. Not at all. Uh, I'm really curious what your next take will be on the almond. <laughs> um <laughs> But, yeah, so the world's largest peanut butter factory is, in fact, Jif in Lexington, Kentucky, and turns out 250,000 jars each day. A um, couple fun facts. Four of the top ten candy bars in the country contain either peanuts or peanut butter. Uh, this one was interesting to me, and I, I was talking with my wife about it because um, she's a teacher, but 1.3% of Americans are allergic to peanut butter. I knowing my with you, my wife wait, being a, say that one more time what was 1.3 percent of americans are allergic to peanut butter peanuts or peanut butter this is specifically peanut butter but i would i would just venture to say let's just say it's peanuts i'm pretty sure it's, it's probably peanuts but that the, the curiosity and why i was talking with my wife about this is that i know that in classrooms it's pretty common that she will have a couple kids that have allergies to peanuts. Yeah, 1.4. Okay, yeah. So, uh, But it's triple the rate since 1997. Yes, and that's, I think, the, the big thing. It, there's a couple challenges with that where it, are they truly diagnosed with it? Are they Were they diagnosed once in their life about it? And then they've now, they haven't been tested in years. Uh, there's a lot of pieces of that but to me if you looked at classroom people who have allergies in the classroom i would say that peanuts is 
the most common, and I would say if you're looking at a numbers perspective, it's probably more like five or six or seven percent. Yeah, that's what, what I was thinking. Seeing. I, I was surprised. I, I'm surprised that it's. I thought you were saying like one point, whatever you know, billion people or million no. people or whatever. Like no percent. Yeah. That's a very small percentage of yes, people. It is, and that's and that is maybe registered, diagnosed, whatever. Maybe someone had a reaction to a peanut and then they spent their whole life not eating them. Uh, perfect example, uh, he may or may not be listening to this, but one of my buddies is uh, allergic to tree nuts. Um, not peanuts, but tree nuts. And yeah. he was tested when he was younger, but he hasn't been tested in, you know, 30, yeah, you know, 29 years or so. But... So, you know, and and sometimes you grow out of them and, and all that. So yeah, I, I thought it was interesting. It is in the top two or three of allergies is peanuts. Uh, and peanut butter. Okay, so I'm I'm looking at this almond butter. Okay, and I'll join you in eating it. Well, it's probably a bad idea, but I'm gonna do yeah, it anyway. Yeah, yeah. It looks very earthy. Yeah, it's, it, it's definitely uh, it's it's a creamier, liquidier, liquidier. That's not a word. Uh, more liquidy <laughs> um, consistency. So, um, but but in terms of coloration, like it's got a little bit more dark uh i don't know specks sure in it that's the dirt <laughs> yeah that's what i'm saying it's earthy yeah I, i'm curious if if this is done the same way as you said with the peanut butter where they're making it creamy and then they're adding in the chunks of almonds this to me feels like it's just almonds that are churned into um this type of thing but it's in my opinion it's fine um i don't love it i'm definitely much more of a peanut butter fan than i am of um almond butter it just tastes like almonds like yeah, which, really which I, I don't like almonds per- yeah, personally at the end of the day it just tastes like almonds peanut butter i don't think necessarily like equates it exactly to tasting like peanuts Whereas this tastes just like an almond to me. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of, oh, I think that's what, I think the outside is like, it kind of almost tastes like they didn't take the shells off of the almond. Yeah. You Which know? you do when you eat an almond, you don't eat, you keep the shells on, right? Yeah. So that's probably well, what that is. It's just smashed up almonds uh, with that like very light shell on them. But um, anyway, yeah, I, I've, I'll, you you take off the ori- uh, initial shell, but then the like. Then there's that darker. Yeah, the darker light casing. Shell, yeah, casing. which technically a peanut has that too. But they yeah. take they take those, the like thin casing, mm-hmm. which maybe we should have done some education on how peanut is made. But maybe we'll do a peanut episode sometime later. Yeah, sure. Anyway, back back to a couple of the stats. Um, so I wanted to dive into some PB and J stats because you know that's the one thing we're missing right now is a little bit of jelly on these little mini sandwiches. But the average child will eat 1,500 peanut butter and jelly sandwiches before he or she graduates high school. Wow. Yeah. That's a big number. Uh, I probably was in that range. I don't know. Um, I don't think I was. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, so that, that that was a big number. The Huffington, Huffington Post uh, asked, what makes the best peanut butter and jelly sandwich and results showed that 36% said strawberry jam is the favorite and 31% said grape. 
Uh, the favorite bread is white bread, and the favorite type of peanut butter is smooth at 56%, and a whopping 80% like their PB&J with the crust left on the sandwich. Huh. I did not remove the crust. Is that something you care about, Brian? Uh, I don't really care. Okay, good. I mean, I do like If it. you did, I would call you a child <laughs> again. <laughs> this wouldn't be the first time that you eat something like a child. Uh, have you ever had the Uncrustables? I think so. Weren't they like the refrigerator or uh, like – They come in a freezer and then you yeah. you put them in the refrigerator or leave them oh, out. Oh, yes. And they're like small PB&J, like circular things that have no cru- – it's just white bread. And, yes. Yeah. I might have had them like once, but I, what's the point? They're delicious. Are they? Mm. Okay. If you say so. Uh, <laughs> but I'm also a child. <laughs> you are a child. <laughs> I'll, I'll drink, uh, drink my chocolate milk and yeah. eat my Uncrustable. Perfect. Uh, a couple other quick stats. Women and children prefer creamy, while most men opt for chunky, according to the National Peanut Board. Uh, and 75% of parents cut their PB&Js in half for their kids. Brian, do you think when you have kids, if you have kids, that you're going to be cutting – when they go to school, Oh yeah, you're going to cut it in half for them? Yeah. Why wouldn't you? I don't know. I don't know if I would. Do you? When you make yourself a sandwich, do you cut it in half? Typically. A PB&J, you cut that in half. I mean, I don't really make myself a PB&J, let's be honest. You don't? No. Why? I have not made my, myself – I've had Uncrustables, but I have not made myself a PB&J. Man, I don't even know how long. What? Why? I'm. This is – this might be groundbreaking for me. I, I know peanut butter and jelly is not a – it's more of a younger demo that are eating them, but it's also really easy to make. And maybe because I just came back from camping and maybe that was a pretty easy like food to snack on slash eat as a meal. But I feel like I eat, uh, I don't know, 10 to 15 a year. Wow. That, that's a lot. I don't know if that is, though, for most people. I would have thought for, I'm for an adult. A, yes, I think that's it a is? lot. I think that's a lot for an adult. Maybe. Well, I, what's uh, what? So when someone graduates high school, eighteen. What's fifteen hundred divided by eighteen? I'm curious how much a typical kid eats a year, and then base that off of what I'm guesstimating. I eat a year. Um, I just don't think that it would be that much. For that's eighty three. Okay, so I'm well below the average kid range, but I, I'm pretty confident with ten to fifteen. I I don't know where yeah, I lie. But, um, but you're also equating that to like all eighteen year olds. Like this is this is calculating like adolescents who may be a- eating PB and J's like twice a day. Yeah, which I don't blame them. They're pretty good. <laughs> so yeah, so that that. Uh, uh, that was interesting to me. There's there's some other things that we might be able to dive into as we go, but uh, uh, those were my my stats. Oh, I did have one fun fact: uh, the furthest thrown peanut to ever be thrown, yeah, was 124.4 feet. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's I'm assuming something... that's shell off. Wait, say that one more time. Shell off. Uh, well, maybe. I guess that that would be a little more aerodynamic little well but less weight because like you're t- if, yeah. it, if it's with a shell then you potentially could have but more weight should allow it to go farther that's what i'm saying yeah 
So you're saying that you could throw it farther with the shell on? I would I would think so. Hmm. I would disagree with that. Because I think if you're throwing it with a shell on, there's too much rattling in there that it might like cause the wind resistance to be mm, lower. I don't know. But thirty yards? Essentially that's thirty yards, right? Yeah. Do you think you could throw a peanut that far? Not just like a single peanut. I think I could throw a peanut with its shell thirty yards. Thirty yards. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's twice. It's at least twice the weight, right? Because you got two peanuts in there. Yeah, maybe three. Maybe three times with get, the shell. Get a lucky. No, oh, I'm you get lucky. Yeah. With the, okay. Well, maybe we'll have to try that out sometime. Yeah. Is see how far you can throw a peanut. I, I, I. This is the type of statistic that I feel like I could do, but this is the farthest thrown ever. So I'm guessing that maybe that's it's why I think pretty, it's a peanut without a shell. It's yeah. got to be a little peanut. Yeah. How do you throw it that far? I don't know. Does strength apply? I don't know. I don't anyway, know. that was my fun fact. We'll All get right. into another one later. Okay. We get into it. All right. Sounds good. Uh, friendship test? Yes, sir. We just become best friends. Yep. All right, Justin. So you, you gave the stat on men like crunchy and women and children like creamy. Which Which side do you fall on? Well, I'm a man. Therefore, I like crunchy. But uh, I spent probably 20 to 22 years of my life adamantly passionate about creamy and hated crunchy. And then I grew up and I said, wow, why? I love every sandwich I eat. If I can make it crunchy, I'm going to make it crunchy. Uh, I like putting chips on my sandwiches. I like just, you know, even if it's lettuce or something, to just make my sandwich crunchy. Why would I not want to make my PB&J crunchy? So for me, I think uh, I, I eventually grew up and said Chunky's the way to go. And so now I'm, I've – there was like a two-year phase when I was in denial, but then eventually I, I came to the right side. What about you? I think it depends on what it's going on. Okay. If I need a little bit of crunch, then yes. But I think I actually lean towards creamy. Yeah? Yeah. I, I don't know. Well, uh, do you say that because of how you use it in baking? Because I feel like creamy works so much better in baking Potentially. things. But if you're – I mean, I, I, I'm trying to think. Of I don't know. I'm just eating this straight peanut butter right now. Sure. Yeah. And I'm eating the creamy. I would never do that with the crunchy. I guess. It does feel a little bit weird. Free to do that, but I don't know. Yeah, so so you're creamy. Then I'm. I'll I'll, I'll be on the crunchy side. I just think I'm a child. More to I'm it. A child. Yeah, you are. That's true. Um, all right, Brian, you're eating. Oh no, you're not eating the flaxseed one. But no. are you uh, <clears throat> organic or regular? Regular. <clears throat> yeah, I, I don't need it to be organic. Yeah, it. it um, anytime I've seen the organic and the oils have separated and all that kind of stuff. And you have to mix that back in. Yeah, it just doesn't look appetizing I, to me. I will never buy. I probably will because of some reason. But I will tell say right now, I will never buy a peanut butter that you can look at it and see. Oh yeah, there's an inch of oils or half an inch of oils on the top, and then the peanut butter is below. Like that just is nasty. I'm with you on that. I I, I don't like. It's probably better for me, but sure. Yeah, but I'll eat the other stuff. Yeah. Okay, so, well, we haven't tried our Nutella yet. Oh, yeah. 
which I don't even think Nutella can count. It's a weird one. I mean, we're talking about peanut butter, and we're talking about nut butters with these, or tree nut butters and whatever, and hazelnut is a thing. It's just, it, it does feel like a different category. I'm with you on that, uh, in that it's it's kind of chocolatey. But, yeah. Do you where do you fall? I mean, the traditional peanut almond. You tried almond and cashew today, and you're about to try Nutella. Do you do you have a preference? And I mean, maybe you keep uh, Nutella out. Nutella is cheating, I think, because if you were to put Nutella on anything, I think it would be better than peanut butter. But oh, just got an idea. I'm gonna I'm gonna mix my my one bite of the cashew butter with one bite of Nutella and make it chocolate and peanut butter we'll see how that goes just a okay anyway (laughs) sorry just had an idea but i'm just regular peanut butter i mean honestly i hadn't had the cashew or almond until now Mm -hmm. but just regular peanut butter i mean there's nothing wrong with it so regular peanut butter would be my my preferred when we were on whole 30 in the couple times that we did that you cannot eat peanuts so we occasionally would want, you know, something like a peanut butter on something. Uh, and so this is why we have some of these almond butters. We did almond butter for a while for the first couple iterations of Hill 30. Mm. I didn't like it. Uh, and I just like it turned me away from using some of these tree nut butters. And then I discovered cashew butter, which cashew was a nut that I never liked until Whole 30 like a year ago and I used to eat them as snacks and then when they found that Trader Joe's had a cashew butter that was a game changer to me so I now can have a buttery type thing Um, you can make one of your 15 peanut butter and jelly sandwiches a year with cashew butter except I can't do the jelly so I can make a and I can't do bread (laughs) on that but what I was finding myself (laughs) doing was putting it on like a banana or something and then adding a little bit of um, like that peanut butter and banana type thing but yeah so preferred would be peanut my backup would be cashew my third string would be almond and I probably agree with you that Nutella is its own category what did you think of the Nutella by the way oh it's delicious I mean like I love Nutella I don't eat it that much so It, it always felt fake to me like it's not real chocolate, which it isn't. Just cocoa and hazelnut. Yeah. I've come around a little. But it's delicious. Like anything chocolate is regardless of it, it's got cocoa in it. It's it's great. Yeah. So okay. so you mentioned the the peanut butter and banana. Yes. Uh, and do you regularly eat peanut butter and bananas uh, together? No. Again, fun fact, bananas is another food that I hated my whole life until I did Whole30. And that's one of the best parts about Whole30 as a diet is I was discovering foods that I put into this pocket of, oh, gross, I'm never going to eat that. And bananas and then cashews and then cashew butter were two things that I would eat more often. Now I eat a banana most days. And I don't typically put it on, uh, put peanut butter on bananas, but um, I'm... I occasionally we'll we'll do so and I like it. So the the famous Elvis Presley peanut butter banana sandwich, have you ever tried that? No, but I'm curious to. But again, I don't know if I don't know if it needs the bread. I've had it without it and it's like, well what's the bread really doing for it? I I, I like it just by itself. 
Do you have you ever I done never, peanut butter and banana? No. Oh. I, I it works don't. really well together. Yeah, I don't think I would. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I would do that, and then occasionally you could add a little again whole thirty secret. Add a little bit of cinnamon, not cinnamon sugar, to it, and just it adds a little bit different flavor to it. You know, you take a, what you can get on Whole30. I'm a banana and chocolate kind of guy. Okay. Do you, like, put, like, Hershey syrup on it? Or like a, a shake or... Okay, sure, like a mixed Or in. actually one of my favorite things at Disneyland, and I can't remember if I brought this up, was the frozen bananas with that were dipped in chocolate. You did, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Well, what's a better pairing, Brian? Is it peanut butter and jelly? Or peanut butter and chocolate. I mean, this is no contest because we've already talked about this, how anything with chocolate on it is far superior than anything else. So peanut butter and chocolate is always going to win. I'm digging my idea here, Brian. I wanted to eat this while I asked this question. But I put cashew butter plus Nutella, and it's like eating a peanut butter and chocolate sandwich. And it's pretty good. <laughs> it's pro- And I don't think it's that bad for you. Nutella's better than chocolate for you cashew butter is better than peanut for you so <laughs> i mean maybe it's healthy i don't know um, uh, on the white bread i don't know yeah uh, i i i think i enjoy peanut butter and chocolate more than peanut butter and jelly but i think it is this is a similar debate to what we were talking about with um camping last week is what is more synonymous with peanut butter it's got to be jelly yeah so yeah for sure um but yeah interesting fact that i wanted to bring up i want to ask you this first it might be you don't make many pb and j's but when you do yep. can you envision what you do first are you putting peanut butter on first or are you putting jelly on first so i put peanut butter on both sides of the bread go on continue and then jelly will go on one side and then the bread goes together i've met one other person in my life that's <laughs> done that and that's super weird i've and they they this was a friend from my high school days they lived in and breathed by this philosophy yeah, yeah. that and do you have logic behind yes, it okay. because because so if you were to make a sandwich for like going to, to lunch right then you take mm-hmm. take it to school you put peanut butter on the bread side, on on both sides of the bread, so that or not like not left and right side of yeah, pe- yeah, yeah. the bread, but like one piece of bread, two pieces You're of bread, double both dosing have peanut butter. Peanut butter. Yes. Yeah. So then you put the jelly on one side, so that the jelly does not seep through the bread and make mm. the bread soggy by the time you have lunch. Mm. That's smart. And I think that logic was expressed to me 15 years ago, and I could not remember for the life of me why that was a good strategy. Strategy because it's like, well, what's the what's the point of doing that? Yeah. I thought it was just so that it didn't seep out the sides, but I was like, but it makes sense. It's protecting the bread. Protecting the bread. Okay, so uh, the stat that I was going to bring up, which was shocking to me, is that 96% of people put peanut butter on before jelly. Yeah. Ninety-six percent. That is wild to me that that number is so high, and also wild to me that I am the four <laughs> percent. <laughs> so you're the weird one this I, time. I am. I you know I under 
I, I, I actually I don't understand it. I was asking. So what's my wife the logic about behind you so putting? Here's my logic. So I do jelly first because I typically will use the same knife. Oftentimes we'll use the same knife for jelly and and peanut butter. Okay. I do jelly first. Jelly easy. I'm not lazy. I'm trying to save washing. I don't know. Anyway, so I put that on first. Okay. uh, I cover the whole side. Then what I do is I use the other bread to wipe off the knife, and it comes off very clean. Unlike peanut butter, which is very hard to get off, the jelly is very easily slight. So it's almost like a brand new, I've cleaned it now with the bread, and then I dig into the peanut butter, and I slather that on on the other side. So in my head, that makes the most sense because I'm able to use one knife keep it relatively clean, not really contaminating the, the peanut butter with jelly. But it really is com- contaminating. Sure, if you want to get technical. but Well, but if, it, like, you're talking an allergy, if somebody's allergic to. Yes, very true. But if you're in my house and you're allergic to peanuts, you're probably not. No, you'd not... be allergic. If you were allergic to jelly, sure. that would be cross-contamination into the peanuts. My guess is the people that are allergic to jellies aren't eating peanut butter in my house anyway, so I'm not worried <laughs> about it. But I, it does shock me, though. Can't I, wait until I, you have a kid and they're allergic to something, don't you, some sugar. Don't you wish that on me. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I I would have thought that this was more of a 50-50 thing. I mean, literally, you have two pieces of bread. Which one do you do? Fit, but 96%? That well, blew you know what? me away. You know what? So me wearing socks to bed and being about – 11% is not that weird compared no, to this. No, <laughs> you're still a psychopath. You're not getting out of that one, Brian. The Me putting peanut butter on the opposite way is not does not make me a psychopath. Uh, totally different things. Huh. But interesting nonetheless. All right. Well, I, I want to know what kind of unique things do you put your peanut butter on? Like, I, I've heard a lot of people put peanut butter on their waffles or pancakes. Okay. I do do a, a unique thing with my waffles that it does not involve pancakes. Okay, we can discuss that okay, later. We'll have a. Oh, we did talk about doing a pancake and waffle yeah. episode. Can't wait. But uh, unique for peanut butter. Have you ever heard of ants on the log? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Although I prefer without the ants. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I don't, I don't need raisins. Weird. Yeah. It gives it a little bit more sweetness. For somebody who likes need it. I, I, unlike most people in the world, do enjoy raisins. I think raisins are a dead kind of thing. But you just don't want them with your but peanut butter. But I don't want them with my peanut butter and, and, and celery. celery. Yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to think of, oh, uh, I guess maybe. It, it's becoming popularized now, but I would say probably the weird thing I would eat uh, peanut butter on is a burger. Like I, I've done. Oh. I've done peanut butter. If the burger is. Um, Preferably a simple burger. It actually is really good. Don't don't. It's one of those don't knock it till you try it things. But I, I, every once in a while, if I'm looking for a burger and they have a peanut butter option, I'll I almost always go with it because you don't see it that often. But they are getting going around. So you've never tried it on waffles or? I've had it on waffles and it's fine. Uh, I've also tried it with what you're eating right now, where you put in the um, the Reese's kind of peanut butter little mini cups and they mix them in the into the batch but so my one of my favorite things to even make is they're called scotcheroos okay and they contain a lot of peanut butter 
Okay. So it's peanut butter and Rice Krispie treats and sugar and more sugar and more sugar topped with uh, caramel or not caramel, um, butterscotch and chocolate mixed together. Okay. I wouldn't consider that weird though. Is there a weird? No, thing I just, I just, okay. I just. You just wanted to brag about yeah, your, your baking. <laughs> yeah, I just needed to but, to put that in there. Well, the last thing, real quick, Brian, we you talk about how peanut butter and chocolate just goes so well together. Do you prefer Reese's cups, which combines the two, or Reese's pieces, or Reese's pieces, as weirdos say? Um, is there a preference between the two? Uh, I think I would have to go with the cups. Okay. This kind of goes back to the M&M's thing where mm-hmm. it's like the proportion of peanut butter to chocolate has to be right. Yes. And yeah. and the Reese's pieces are just peanut butter. I don't think there's any chocolate with no. them. Um, my preferred would be uh, the Reese's pieces, but... I if I had the option, I would love to combine M and M's with them because, to your point, then you have the combination of the two. Yeah, uh, and I think they actually taste pretty great. It, it's kind of crazy that even like the size of the Reese's cup mm-hmm. plays a huge factor yeah. in. Did we bring up? By the way, this is just a random knowledge for those that don't know. Uh, did we bring up in the M and M episode, which is another fun food topic if you're interested, the uh, E.T. thing? Yep. Okay, yeah. So this applies here, too. I mean, not necessarily peanut butter, but, well, I guess it is, um, you know, with Reese's Pieces being the winner in that uh, scenario. Yeah. So Episode 26, if you'd like to. There it is. Go back and listen. Cool. Well, I think it's about time, Brian, to think a little weird. You really are crazy. All right, Justin. So as we talk through our delusional thinking, it's always that moment where we kind of think outside the box, something that really could never happen, but we want to debate about it. It's a little bit different than our friendship test because we try to make something that will never happen. Hypothetically. Hypothetical question. So my It could happen. It's just, it would be very odd. It would be very weird. (laughs) Very weird for this one, too. My hypothetical delusional thinking question for this week is, would you rather have uh, permanently have peanut butter stuck on the roof of your mouth or you must bathe in peanut butter Mm. for the rest of your life? Okay. My question, because you came up with this one for you, is I think I understand the permanently stuck on the roof of your mouth. I think I understand that. For bathing in peanut butter, after I bathe in it, do I, can I wash off? No, you're a cl- after you bathe in it, you are oh, quote unquote clean. clean. So you walk out, and it's just like you walked out of the Correct. shower. Well, that changes it a little bit. So uh, my initial take, uh, if you're asking, is um, I mean, wouldn't I? Isn't that the whole point? Like, <laughs> I guess, I guess. Like, it's not. We're not asking the listeners. <laughs> we're just right asking now. the listeners, and we'll wait. We'll yeah. wait for your responses. So my initial take was to bathing in peanut butter sounds awful and yeah uh, like you are clean but it's very difficult oh yeah for sure like how are you i mean it just seems like a very slow process very messy even though you walk out clean it's still very messy Uh, it's stuff getting into places it shouldn't be it's just 
I, I, that really turned me off immediately. So I was like, you know what? My, my initial take is uh, my gut says go with the peanut butter on the top of your roof, of your mouth. Peanut butter is good. It's where it belongs in your mouth. Uh, I like peanut butter added to a lot of different things. Maybe that might change some things that I'd eat, but I'd get used to that peanut butter flavor that gets tied to things. That's not so bad. And then I took a bite of the first sandwich today, or the first little bit, and I mean, we made a comment about it, but it immediately bothered me. Yeah. And here we are on a podcast trying to talk, and it's impossible to talk. It's not just the taste that you have to deal with at that point. No, it's not. It's yeah. how it affects your life. Correct. Every minute, every conversation you have. Yeah. It's like a dog, right? You 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 put the peanut butter on a dog's nose or something, and it's just like constantly licking. And I probably would be that. And um, to me, after I've, I'm changing my mind based off of what we have done today and eating these sandwiches, I think that would be excruciating to go through in life. So I will challenge myself to bathe in in peanut butter and see what it is. Is it organic peanut butter at least? Is it like more liquidy? Like oily? Yeah. No, oily. It's, it's, oh, it's, it's chunky. Like, <laughs> Is it chunky peanut butter? I, I mean, you could choose chunky. Oh, I get to choose? Cre- well, then I won't choose chunky. I'm going to choose creamy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but go ahead. What, yeah. What's your take? Yeah. I, I'm I'm going to agree with you merely Hooray. from the fact that having it stuck on your the, t- the roof of your mouth, again, like you said, taste, okay, I could get over that. But the having it stuck on the roof of my mouth and being irritated by it i i don't know that i could live with that permanently like i don't think i would get used to that yeah i yeah i'm with you i i maybe you know we're we're thinking in in some we operate short term in our mindset in that like this bothers me a lot right now i don't think i could ever get used to it maybe at some point you would but it's hard to think to that moment and yeah I don't think I could get over the hump either. Because, I mean, it would be similar to, you know, if you had dentures or if you had some other, you know, thing that happened with your mouth where it's a significant change that you then have to get used to. Mm-hmm. A retainer, probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe because neither of us have had re- yeah. retainers. Yeah, that could be. I mean, I think there's another element to it. Like, that would be getting used to, yes, and then how you talk would be would be the biggest hump. But yeah. then you still have unlike unlike a retainer, you still have the flavor impact. So yeah. everything you eat, I mean, you're eating eggs and you're drinking you got water. Pe- you're and- drinking water, and it, which is kind of what we did right now. But like, you're drinking a beer, you got peanut butter in it. Like everything you do, and I thought that that would be the easier thing to get used to. But I I I think it's really the. Um, just the other way around. I, I, I kind of go back to the uh, Scrooge McDuck. I think we talked about this at some point, mm-hmm. the um, diving into money or something oh, yeah. like that. Like, yeah. I think that would be kind of actually f- a little bit of fun to like, if I'm g- going to get clean from this, right? Yes. To bathe in this substance that is completely different than water. Yeah. It's something that you've probably never experienced before. Yeah. Could actually have an element of enjoyment. I to wonder it too. if people who, because there's things people can do, uh, bathe in chocolate. I, I, I think massage, 
I don't know if it's massage places. I don't know. There's places that offer mud baths. And, yeah. And yeah, all. it'd be so similar it'd to probably mud similar bath. to that, I guess. But I tell you what, the peanut butter is a little bit different than those, and it's a little bit stickier. Yeah. And I just, I think I would probably dread taking a shower or bath. I guess it's not a shower, although that would be a whole other experience if it's coming out <laughs> through the shower head. But um, yeah, I think bathing in it, uh, yeah, I just, it would be tough to get used to. I would probably take less less baths, be less clean. Okay. But yeah, yeah. well, we agree. Yeah, we do. We do. And we're under an hour. Wow. What a treat for you guys. Um, yeah, you didn't have to listen to us as long. Yeah. But this was a fun topic. Thank you. Uh, thank not, you to not quite my. special. It was special, Brian. <laughs> I just didn't have to use the word. Um, but no, this was this was fun. Thank you to my mother-in-law, Aggie, for recommending this topic. It was a fun one. There was a good good conversation on this one. A lot of interesting history, too, and and weird takes on things. And now my opinions are changed on things. Like like Skippy peanut butter or, or Chunky peanut butter is actually more work. I don't know how I like that. Anyway. And that you're in the very, very, very minority. Yes. That was tragic to find out. But all of that was because of this topic recommendation. So if you are like her, you want to hear a new topic you want to you have an idea i know we've heard from some listeners and some fans that might want to listen to uh some specific topics we're always going to listen and now's the time to uh get those in because we are building our schedule out for for the next couple weeks and we appreciate your input yeah and make sure you can uh comment and follow us on on apple google podcasts and anywhere you can get podcasts like spotify stitcher all those places we're there if you don't prefer where you're listening to it right now you can switch over to somewhere else uh, and enjoy it in your very comfortable place of listening yeah make sure you also follow us on twitter at the quest for 100 facebook at quest for 100 podcast also on instagram at quest for 100 podcast we're uh trying to be as active as possible but uh <laughs> he keeps nudging me i'm gonna do it brian yeah relax yeah we just always want to hear from a fan so yes we appreciate you listening and until next time on the quest for 100